Today's episode of Dungeon Crawlers Radio is brought to you by Gamers Inn, your one-stop location for all your gaming needs. Located in Lehigh City, Utah, their fun and friendly staff will be more than happy to answer any of your gaming needs. Just remember, Gamers Inn, it's where adventures begin. Broadcasting live from the DCR studio. Oh, yeah! The Geek Revolution starts here. Excellent! Get ready for the number one hit geek radio show out there. Well, it is impressive, isn't it? Because it's time for Dungeon Crawlers Radio. Everyone, welcome to another episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we're unsheathe your war. swords and prepare for battle. <laughs> Did you just, just say unsheathe your sword? I'm pretty sure yes, he said. I'm pretty sure he said like. Your hey, I feel like you're gonna start with the Okay, McKay, first. you need to check Wiggle to see out. if his pants Let's are on. With the shield. You really Leroy need to Jenkins. check to see if his pants are on. Leroy <laughs> Jenkins. Anyways, um, yeah, we're gonna be talking about tabletop games and MMORPGs. What's awesome? What's not? Why you like them? Why you hate them? Why you are addicted and play all day in your underwear. <laughs> and why we worship Leroy Jenkins. And why Scott worships wow. Leroy Jenkins in his underpants. I will never play no, a game Jenkins without is. doing a Leroy Jenkins at least once. All right. Have you tried Planet Side 2? No. Because you really should play that. All right. It's mostly in Halo when we're multiplayer that I Leroy Jenkins is, but you know. Dude, and I have played games. Halo with Scott. Yeah. Does he yell at you there too? Has no. Has sworn at you? I want yeah, you to play... Yeah, let's come over, play Halo? I, over and let's play Halo all the way through. I'm, he went. Oh, okay, so I, we, I went over great. to his his buddy's house, oh, which I know him. I do hate Halo. I and then and then I so. land with them, and it just reminded me why I hate Halo. Um, suck. Well, no, they turned the gravity off. <laughs> it's like I'm not, <laughs> and so I'm like oh, shooting and blasting away, and not only that, one of the guys was like in God mode, and we were like we're all standing around him. Throwing that rocket was a launchers at him. That was a glitch. Actually, it's not. Him. I found out if you f- do a certain thing while in game, it turns God mode on automatically. Yeah, so I've he heard had about to have this. done that. Was it Halo Three then? Wow. Or? Yes, it was. Yeah. was so like, he had done that, something to enter <laughs> God mode. <laughs> Travis, you're a cheater. I'm calling you out. Yeah, yeah Travis. So I, because I was talking to a buddy, he's like, <laughs> "Yeah, there's a certain combination of weapon kill, and if you do it just right." You could get flipped into God mode, so that's probably what happened. Let's talk about something that I'm happy about then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. But yes, Halo is fun when you play it. And come over and okay. play. We'll play through the entire storyline. I don't mind. Mo- okay, I love playing Halo in a land party setting when there's gravity. And <laughs> it was one game. You didn't even make it. Did you play Griff Ball? I did play Griff Ball. Griff Ball was good. I enjoyed that, but then I had to leave. Griff Ball. I don't she do Halo. I don't yeah. do first person shooters. Yeah. Griff Ball. Hey, I, th- I think game. I played that once. Oh no, there are cliffs the on that one. Never mind. Yeah, I was gonna say there's there's no cliffs, but there really is cliffs in that game. So. Which game? Halo. I would fall off of them. Yeah. So you would see the cliff and not run off. She sees the cliff and wow, and she still falls off. Was it Halo Reach that had golf clubs? Plus times a day on WoW. Was that Halo Reach? That probably was. What? As a mod, 
Uh, or it could have been Halo Three. You could have a golf club as the weapon. Just go that, was oh, okay. that was Reach. That was Reach. I I got that. I got a Halo effect nice. right. Yay! You can also I, beat people to death with a skull. Yeah. That, that was the best. Yeah. I, actually, okay, that was the second best. And the best. Red vs. Blue. Have you never even watched that show? I okay, Red vs. Blue, okay. Blue is awesome. I was like, uh, yes. the later seasons got kind of dull. It got what? It got serious. I haven't seen it for years. Story and you're like, it what? did, and then they got really foul and vulgar, and then it they weren't foul and vulgar in the first season. I feel season. like they were foul. They, <laughs> they were, but not to the point where it wasn't funny anymore. Now it's just like. Watching South Park the movie. What? Sheila, <laughs> no! It's okay, let's get back to the tabletop games. All right, okay. moving on. Let's hear from our guest more. Yes. Because I'm sick of dance. <laughs> <laughs> tabletop <laughs> RPGs are awesome. I enjoy them. You never show up to play. Because it's not Edge of Empire. It's the only one. I've even offered to run that, and you still haven't showed up. Because no one else will show up. Scott oh. said he would. Scott says a lot of things. <laughs> <laughs> he does. And then he's like, oh, sorry, my wife, I can't. And we're just sitting here, the two of us. I'm like, I'm going to kill you as soon as What are you talking sense. about? This feels a little specific <laughs> to be just a generic. Just no, it's just random. Okay. All right. All right. Let's go back to our guests so that are on the show. So RPGs. these guys have been on the yeah. show for the last three shows. If you haven't <laughs> noticed them. So this, we love this is Mandy and Aaron I'm from, sure from Reach. <laughs> they were on the last episode where it was... Dan hating Dan everything. <laughs> I don't hate everything. I agreed Just with several people things. People enjoy. <laughs> blow up the world because it has movies in it. That's. Really I already blew up the down. world in a short story last or this week. So hey, well I now we know why. Sign. <laughs> it was really hard. You, it's it's unimaginably hard writing a story where you have to kill everyone. This My main character wanted to live, and I had still had to kill him. This is the man who wants me to write a story, and he wants to proofread it. He'll just kill all your characters. No. I was thinking. No. Uh, like, I made some heavy revisions to your manuscript. No, I wouldn't do that. I've offered to co-write <laughs> no. with you. It would be fun, but... Uh, I think it would be fun until everybody died. No, so not everyone anyway. has to die. So he's so Game of Thrones. I only killed, like, two people in my novel. Or was it three? No, never mind. I killed an entire village. Never mind. He's <laughs> Game of Thrones. Doesn't remember. <laughs> Doesn't you remember the deaths. It's been... It's, I wrote it in 2015. It's been a while. So tabletop RPGs. Yes, tabletop, tabletop RPGs, RPGs. Which Dan, Dan is usually leading. Yeah, I always get stuck in the position of DMing. Hey, that GMing. makes two of us. Yeah. You missed. There was two days of D and D at my house last week with all of the Reach volunteers. Yeah, I was doing stuff. But <laughs> I, so, <laughs> so I'm the vague type, stuff. I'm the type of DM that likes That's to put my characters into emotionally compromising positions. Oh, we need so you to come. I need you to come DM oh, yeah. so I can watch Chris and Hook and see what response you get. Because Hook, we all know, doesn't emotionally mm -hmm. respond to anything, nor does he see women at all. Uh -huh. um, but Chris, I'll call you out, dude. Oh, Hook? Oh, he knows I do it all the time. Yeah. Um, but Chris was trying to do his story, and he was doing a really great job, but he's like, would get uncomfortable trying to push different things. Yeah. So I think it would be fun to see if you could dude, push them all over. I would do it. They I mean, just I, made all their characters. Do I mean, I had a character. Version five. Okay, so D and D. I had a character that was playing a paladin. Very, I mean, very lawful good. Mm -hmm. I mean, someone would trip. He would stop. No matter what we were doing, help help them up. Uh, if someone got attacked, even though they have they have like an hour to go save the princess, he would stop and save them. So normal traditional paladin, what yeah. you would expect. So they're tromping across the field. And they hear this moaning sound. They see a guy up on a crucifix, You're bleeding, a dying. You're horrible. Uh, and and <laughs> they're there, and he's like, save me, and just You're complaining. They all get off. They get off their horses, and they're, they're talking, going back and forth, and they're just like, oh. You know, the pound is like, no. 
They're like, leave him. Something bad's going to happen. It's like, no, I can't. He is wounded. He is hurt. He is unjustly up there. We think he's unjustly up there. I <laughs> we just must ran take him guy. down. And so they go through the process. They get him down. And then I get to do the fun part where I'm like black billowing smoke comes up from the ground. And before you stands a lich, the fire in his eyes bursts alive. And he's like, finally, I can get my revenge on them. And then vanishes. See, this is why when you execute someone and, like, you know, crucify them in a random mm-hmm. field, you leave a note saying what they're <laughs> there for. I know, but it was so awesome because my paladin yeah. literally just goes, we have to end now. And then he couldn't sleep the rest of the weekend. He was in an emotional uh, crisis the whole weekend. And, and then we come back and he's like, I didn't sleep an ounce. I have no clue what to do. I hate you. It was awesome. Ah, uh, yes. And then I talked about that same scenario at a panel at Comic-Con, and the, the moderator's like, how many people go to therapy because of you? <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. That's you a good question. another story. What? About saving someone that's hanging up on something. You? No, you. Uh, I mean. Is that not you? Which one? The one where they're, do you want me to just tell the story? Yeah, go ahead. Like you had somebody like that was up there and. And so they tried to save him, but by saving him, all of a sudden, like, the, the view was lifted from their eyes, and they realized that by actually, like, trying to bring him down from the cross, he was actually being hung, and by removing the bottom of the cross, like, they actually hung him or something No, that like wasn't that. me. That was Neil. That was awesome. I need to use that. Oh, dang it. <laughs> you just gave See? him more ammo. <laughs> you just, 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 uh, I'm a what, bad god. What, what <laughs> we're, while we're on the subject of, like... Let's yeah. talk about this. While we're on the subject of nefarious hanging individuals... Yes. Um, I'm reminded of a story from uh, my childhood adventuring days, which goes to show that you should never, like, you shouldn't do this too often. Otherwise, everyone will be a little bit uh, wary of letting anyone down from a hanging mm-hmm. position. And in fact, they'll probably just go out of their way to put people in hanging positions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, so this was uh, this was actually my dad's adventuring group. Uh, I was I was raised on stories of of dungeon crawling, so. Runs in the blood, you know. Nice. But anyway, so basically they were in this underground spider place. You know, underground spiders everywhere. Lots of webbed victims and stuff. And the party notices that there's uh, there's one of these web cocoons is hanging from the ceiling and it's shaking and moaning a little bit. So like, oh, someone's in there. And, you know, the DM, of course, knows that one of them has an acid arrow spell that they can use to just blast the, blast the little connecting thing down and it'll fall to the ground. Yeah. But then, um, then uh, the party sorceress, uh, who's a nice individual, says that, wait, we need to make sure that whoever's in there doesn't get hurt. So uh, they get, like, they rig up some sort of basically trampoline out of a blanket to, uh, to catch the guy. And so they catch this cocoon that's down there. And then, like, oh, well, let's cut him out here. Well, uh, well, no, hang on. He could be dangerous. Let's just cut a little hole where we can talk to him through it. And they do that, and it turns out that they've managed to foil the trap that was a ghoul hanging from the ceiling. They were supposed to just shoot it down, falls, ghoul breaks out, and fights everybody. Instead, they end up with this, like, oddly paralyzed, like, this odd bundle of ghoul that they just kind of leave there. Okay. But anyway... I was expecting something much worse. Well, no, no, no. It was a fairly tame story. Remember, I was told this as a child, so all of the, like, stuff turning into demon princes was probably... Not age appropriate at that point, but um, regardless, what were we talking about? 
Well, I, I was expecting like, all the spiders people because like, yeah, he thinks it's fun to put paladins and morally compromised oh, paladins. Paladins is interesting because I've got uh, a friend of mine who's actually dedicated himself pretty thoroughly to like understanding the philosophy of the paladin. Yeah, and a lot of the characters he plays are sort of deconstructions of the paladin. Okay, it's really cool. So. Um, probably the most interesting that I've run into as a take on like paladins and how they act was one paladin who was uh, played very much like a Viking, like okay. a traditional one where uh, they believe in like a predetermined fate. They're going to die at a set point and they're looking for it. But as a paladin, he believed he was going to fall at a set point. And so he was always looking for that opportunity where he can just like use all his holy power in one go to just take out something evil and drag it to hell with him sort of deal. Nice. And that was a very interesting character to play with. I mean, he was he was cool at any rate. And he had his heroic, tragic fall that happened, and it was wonderful. But on that subject... See, Daniel, some people want that. But see, this is the cool <laughs> thing about role-playing, tabletop role-playing, compared to MMORPGs. You can have that aspect. You can make the characters <laughs> more cooler than they are. In an MMORPG, it's just you're set to what the computer restrains you to. You can't be, you know, looking out for that epic death and drag the demon to hell. It's like, all right, the storyline is uh, you're going to die at age 47 and blah, blah, blah. And this event's going to happen, and when you get to that event, you'll die. So you know what's going to happen, but in role-playing, you never quite know how you're going to get there, and That's, it's always different. It's, it's one of those things that um, uh, it's called... I, I don't even know what it's called, but just uh, having uncertainty in games is difficult. Yeah. On, um, especially on MMOs, those have the opportunity to tell some very interesting stories. But those require those are the stories that come from having a lot of people interacting with mm -hmm. each other. It's kind of the stories that arise because of that. If that makes sense. Yeah. Um, I think, uh, I think an interesting. Uh, take on storytelling in like a massive multiplayer environment is interestingly enough not in an MMORPG. It's in a uh, shooter uh, called Planetside. Hmm. Um, are any familiar with that? I don't know it. So it's got it's it's technically got a story. Technically, <laughs> um, yeah, which, which is pretty good. Well, by technically, episode one has a story. <laughs> <laughs> well, McKay's not here right now, so we can trash talk that. Yes! <laughs> Episode you just made one. Daniel's day. I like how fast yeah. you catch Sucks. on. <laughs> hey, I'm I'm a quick learner. I just kind of joined you guys one day. It's true. Uh, yeah. Uh. But anyway, so uh, with Planetside, uh, you've got basically three factions that are all fighting over continents, and they've got different technologies, different weapons and stuff. And... Uh, it's interesting what happens because of, like, just a few story elements that happen to exist mm -hmm. there. So, on, like, you've got the one that's kind of like the the Empire from Star Wars. You've got another one that's these very, like, technophile-type people who just are all about technological superiority. And you've got the ones that my buddy calls Space Americans, where they just have freedom and rocket launchers and shotguns. And that, that's it, as far as story goes. There's technically like some backstory stuff, but no one cares about that. And I, haven't e I, I play the game, and I haven't bothered to read any of that. But what's interesting is that based on what 
like just based on the faction ideology and how the factions presented, they attract different sorts of players to those. And then interactions within outfits of those factions just on the battlefield and the factions interacting with one another is sort of an engine for a weird sort of storytelling hmm. in a multiplayer setting. There's, um, so, so the one that's basically the Empire uh, is called the Terran Republic. And they've got some very strange outfits on there. I'm, I'm not talking clothing outfits. I'm talking military outfits, you know, groups of platoons and whatnot. But just, it, it's a story that's not so much told through, like, quests, through missions, through, through anything, really. But it's told through, like, the strategies that each side adopts, through the characteristics of these things. It's told through like your actions through your interactions with other people in your outfit and through the other people on the other side. So to bring that back to a sort of, I don't know, like MMORPG type setting, I think that's where like having good storytelling in MMOs needs to come from is not from like any sort of established lore per se, Mm -hmm. but just kind of reliant on player interaction for that. Just kind of outsourcing storytelling to your players. Interesting. That could work. I mean, that's pretty much what D&D is, or any other role-playing game. Mm -hmm. Now, what exactly is the definition of MMORPG? That's my question. Multiplayer. Massive massive multiplayer multiplayer online role-playing game. Yeah. So, just an RPG, that can be any video game, right? Yeah. Yeah. A lot of RPGs are single-player ones. Um, there's some that are like either oh. single player or multiplayer. But I mean, like Kotor is technically considered a role playing game, All right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it does use just the, cause the old Star Wars D twenty system for the leveling up and everything like that, and the oh, feats. Oh, that's and a that. fun system. Um, which I do have the rules for, so we can play that. Oh yeah. Or we could do Age of Empires. Okay, I'm so just going to the only RPG game like tabletop mm-hmm. that I've played it's since Firefly. high school. Is the Firefly game that you ran? Which you enjoyed, except for the I Chinese dude that kept showing up. I threw a grenade at him. I was happy. <laughs> I was happy. We left. And him and like, his rubber pants. It was awesome. We left this building. And I'm like, I'm gonna throw a couple grenades in there, and I just <laughs> threw them. It was great. Oh man. There's backstory to that. He was a robot, an mm. evil robot. It was awesome. And then you got not, well. There was more than just the grenades. Then you guys like flew the ship towards him, flipped around. And then launch some massive missile into the bay. Were you thinking that we were going to do that? Or no, that, I had you? no clue. It was that's awesome. Like, that's like the first thing you learn when you're a DM is that no matter what you've prepared for, the players will do something totally unexpected at some point. Well, the, the thing is that I've learned how to do is I end up reading my players and I can almost guess what they'll do when I'm writing a story out. I mean, I used to write out massive adventures and I would put in the five options I, at every turning point that I knew X player would make and X player would make and I could tell where they were going <laughs> but I put it all in there just in case they decided to make a different choice than I did I was normally about 85% right with my group we'd been playing for over two years so it was a lot easier but when you're playing with a new group yeah it's very yeah. very yeah. volatile so that's one time that's why Jared doesn't like playing with me as <laughs> down because I he writes it in a way that Everyone wants to help each other, and we're getting it on together, and we're all going to make it. And you're, and you're K2SO. <laughs> and you're K2SO so, or HK47, yeah. aren't you? 
So I try to screw it up as much as possible and betray people all the time, and it kind of messes him up because he's like, I don't have anywhere to go with this. So he keeps like disabling me or something because I have a horrible. Well, role. no, that's you have to be. That's when you're a really good but DM because you're, you're on. Yeah. I, that, you got to think on your toes because if something screws up, yeah. you either find a way to get him back into that storyline, or you just run with something else. So I mean, come on. Be a writer. Yeah, I mean, yeah. see, look what happened to Galen Orso. She wasn't expecting him to die, but they still went. True. Or the planet exploded while they were on, <laughs> you know. Yeah. It's true. It, it is. Uh, what? What was that? We need to play a game, Scott. A grumble. We need grumble. to play a game, Scott. You mentioned Galen Orso. We could do that as an episode sometime, right? That I would take way too no, long. No, because I watched him spend a day and a half doing nothing but building characters. So, okay. Firefly characters are a lot easier. Well, like, they were doing part of, yeah, so. how, how about I just, How long the campaign is, too, also. How, how about yeah. I just say this? Just, like, a lot of the times these problems that people have with role-playing games come because they, they're not playing the right one for them. Yeah. No, that's, that's true. true. Like... I mean, that that I mean, there there's several factors. You you could have someone that's dragging the storyline down, that's doing everything he can to do opposite of what the the group is doing. We're all staring at McKay right now. Um, (laughs) You have you have the guy that is the rules lawyer, so everything that comes up, oh no, you're you're wrong. Even though simply in most rules and role playing games, it's like the DM is the final say, no matter what. No, on page 47 of section 85, subsection B. Yeah, yeah. So you got that person. And then the third and final is when you can't get the group together. That's normally what stalls the game. That's why they do them after reach meetings, I think was one of the jokes. Because we play, like, so we have our (laughs) meetings and we do them at my house. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even know who brings how many different games they bring and it's like okay which game are we playing today nice or the the D game what last weekend was because we were going out to to willa to go work at the rodeo grounds so everybody's like well we're gonna meet at your house on friday and start D D. i'm like okay mm-hmm. so Very yeah nice. they're using other excuses to get people there but yeah no I, they're d- yeah. i do like playing with people's minds at these games so do that's I. fun <laughs> can, I, can i bring up the story sure okay my favorite time where we show up this really ritzy like place right this like it's Madame Wushu, I believe her Madame name. Madame Wushu. Madame Wushu. Her her grand palace, and we walk in. There's this huge banquet table, and Daniel just kind of glazes over. It's a banquet table, and I'm like, hold, hold, hold on. I have a question. What's on the banquet table? Yep. And he's like, oh, it's everything. It's meats and and cheeses and fruits. I'm like, what kind of fruits? She's like, what? The pineapples, uh, melons, and apples. I'm like, okay. I reach out and grab an apple. And then I ask Madame Mushu, and I reach down to my bag, and I pull out an apple, and I say, so, and I bite into it. But he had a real apple in his backpack when he did that. And so everybody on the table, like, and who was right next to me? It was Aaron. Aaron was right next to me. He just, like, his mind got blown. It was great. He's like, where are we? What's happening? Oh, well, I mean, that's, that's the thing is I, you know, I rolled with the punches instead of saying, oh, there's just fruit on the table. I'm very grateful. I'm like, okay, there's. I threw out some different types of fruit. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, I mean, that was awesome. Uh, Aaron was just like, what the crap's going on? Did space just fold on itself? Oh, oh it was But, it was no, that, that's when it's fun. Well, I, I will say this, though, that if you do enjoy messing with other people's minds, and as a second caveat, if you don't mind, like, sending, like, in, like giving people the need to go to therapy... 
you should you should run a game of paranoia, which is <laughs> that is yeah you're laughing. Dan's laughing at that. Let's do it. It's, I think it. he's done this. Nope. Uh-uh. Par- par- paranoia is is the best game that I can't tell you anything about because that ruins it. But oh, what is the other? Uh, there's another really fun uh, game. Oh man, that's scary. No, it's not scary. No, I, it's we not played scary. it at Gen Con. Oh. Um, dang it, I forgot the Where name. Where did you play it? Gen Con, which is back it's east. A, uh, yeah, it's a back east gaming convention. Oh okay. Oh, cr- fiasco. Oh, Fiasco is awesome. Fiasco is awesome. Super fun. Oh, man. I, sh- I should run a Fiasco game at yeah. some point. For, it is, for it's lots people. of fun. So the way Fiasco sets up, you, as you're building your characters, you're building connections, how you're connected to the next person and, and the next person. And eventually it, it runs like a Coen Brothers movie where everything bad go- happens, <laughs> but somehow you're connected to this guy or that guy. And tw- the further into the story you get, the more it weaves in. Mm-hmm. The last time we played it, I ended up being this this super hacker with these gangsters, and I and we're on this cruise ship. I end up living, getting away with all the money, getting rescued by a boat full of bikini women, which I end up living till I'm like 87. I'm on my deathbed, telling my children, "So this is how I met your mother and invented Google," <laughs> and that's the end of the whole story. And everyone was busting up laughing. One guy ends up being burnt to. To death in an incinerator by his best friend. And you friend. wonder why people don't want to come over and play games. And then the guy that killed him in the incinerator actually lives to about 50 and is at his friend's grave, and then another assassin comes and pops <laughs> him in the head. Oh, uh, man. So, but that's how the game is, and it's awesome. It's great. You're, You're just saying that because you live with bikini women for 50 years. On a boat. That and I did. Google. Google. <laughs> but that was that story. The next... The next one, I was dead. I got killed by some mm. Russian mafia guy. I got my head chopped off, my testicles oh, yeah. chopped off with a Probably chainsaw. Probably one of the other husbands of one of the bikini women. <laughs> that would be very interesting to cut testicles off with a chainsaw. Yeah. Well, oh. I d- <laughs> why are we vi- envisioning <laughs> this? Ah, what have you done? I wasn't the guy that said, okay, this is what happened to you. Because like, uh, when be you like, roll, okay. you, have, you have to save so many good rolls and so many bad rolls, and you have to put them out as you're playing. And I had a lot of good rolls, so that's why I was able to survive. The, 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 second, the next time I played, yeah, I was screwed. So it was, I got killed. But yeah, I do like I, I do like game systems that make use of bad rolls. Yeah. Just because those are, those are just so much Well, fun. and the Firefly game system does that. Um, yep, constantly. So does, <laughs> and so does the Star Wars one. Yeah. Every time you roll a one, a one! Mm-hmm. Oh man! On a D three. Well, see the nice thing. The nice thing about when you're playing four? Firefly, unlike D and D, where it's a critical miss, you can still succeed when you have ones, but it puts in a complication. You know, let's say, you know, McKay's playing and he plays a character and he picks a fight with a guy in the bar and he he's like, I'm gonna punch him. So he throws a punch, knocks the guy out, but he has two ones. Well, they go to trade in their goods to the town mayor. Well, you find out that was the mayor's son he just knocked out. And he doesn't want to buy your stuff anymore. So it, it, it adds more to the story. It's all story-driven, which is fantastic, which I enjoy. Yeah, that's And that's the same way with Fiasco. It's story-driven. Yeah. It's lots of fun. I'm a fan of it's narrative. Foot gap. Yeah. yeah. Like, I'm a fan of having narrative built into the mechanics of a yeah. game system. Rather than, uh, I mean, something as widespread as Dungeons & Dragons mm-hmm. is sort of the go-to people it have is. for... And it is. And it is good. For this. But it's definitely mechanics-driven. Yeah. 
And you have to, as a as a DM and as a player, you have to layer narrative onto the mechanics. Yeah. Um, in, I mean, there's other game systems like Fiasco is a great example, and there's, I mean, there's tons of them. I've got a whole, I've got whole folders and shelves home just I full of home too. weird indie RPGs. It's awesome. I have oh. dice at home. Uh, yeah. that, that's a good start. That's a good start. Wow. Let's I mean, be even <laughs> even the friends. Brandon Sanderson's Mistborn role playing is built play on story. Yeah. Um, you know, it's pretty much uh, an Ocean's Eleven mm. game with mm-hmm. with fantasy and so magic. Is that we're getting a TV show of? Uh, no, he's. They're doing movies of the uh, s- the f- Steelheart ones, the firefight, uh, and mm-hmm. that. Okay. Right, writer. But right they're also g- planning on doing movies of the whole Cosmere, so that's going to be massive. In fact, the uh, company pitching it, they just released an article either yesterday or earlier today, I can't remember. Uh, they're actually building a VR experience that they will take to the movie theaters to show the full scope of what he wants to do with these movies to sell all the movies. Because, I mean, the Stormlight Archive book series is going to be 11 books. That's not including Elantris, Mistborn, and everything else. Which is all going to come together. So, Marvel if all those Universe movies are made, there's a lot of money <laughs> coming his way. Yeah. yeah. But that's awesome. Anyone else have any other favorite RPGs that they'd like to mention before we close this Army one of on? Darkness is awesome. Bum, 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 bum. Like... Wait, Army of Darkness? Army, Army of, of Darkness. Darkness. The movie. With that has an RPG. I know it Ghostbusters does. has an Dark RPG. Ar- yeah. Yep. You, the rules for the Deadites, Chainsaw Arm, everything. Okay, just because we've talked about how, like, it's fun when things go horribly awry mm-hmm. and, like, narrative, like, you know, RPGs with narrative baked into the mechanics, yeah. I have to throw out uh, a recommendation for Planet Mercenary. All right. That's um, that's Howard Taylor and yeah. a- Alan Barr. I know yeah. both of them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So... Um, and Alan, too, I played Fiasco with at Gen Con, so... Mm-hmm. Uh, Al- Alan's a hoot to play with. But anyway... It's just, it's a game that basically emulates what you'd expect from uh, a funny comic about uh, mercenary corporations and space in space. Food. And it's, I, I mean, it's fun, it's action-packed, but it's also just really funny when stuff goes wrong, mm-hmm. and stuff will go wrong all the time. Yep. In all the right ways. <laughs> uh, yes. That's like playing with Daniel. Mm-hmm. Hey. It's true. But you like playing. You, you have to c- jump across the one-foot gap. You came back. <laughs> Roll a seven. You came back. Roll a seven. And ate an apple. And you just told that story, so I succeeded. You- Did you succeed on your jumping a one-foot gap? No. 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 <laughs> no, he didn't. Right he- as I jumped. He fa- he failed. He was The roll was like a dead. seven. step over a, a one-foot gap. seven. <laughs> exactly. The roll was far too difficult for such a simple task, and then I had okay. to use okay. my lab coat okay, as a on. flying squirrel hold on, hold just on. to be able to glide let's, back into hold on. the ship. Let's, let's, which let's I go rolled back. better on. Let's go back. <laughs> let's rephrase this. Yes, it was a one-foot gap. It was a ship floating midair. You're jumping out of a window with an assault team firing at you. Yes. And then you rolled a one. No, no, no. No, 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 no. It was a requirement of a seven. I had a single one, and I know I rolled higher. Like, you did. I, almost, which, I, I think I rolled which six. Which means you succeeded jumping out and not getting shot, but you got that one, which added a complication, which means you missed. However, even though you were falling, you used your special war 
uh, your abil- special ability where you could tell war stories and it automatically happens. And so he's falling to his desk. Like, this reminds me of one time when I was plummeting to my death and I opened my lab coat and floated successfully into the ship as it did a nosedive. <laughs> and it happened. Uh, I took a complication for it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which did come back to bite us later. It did. But you told a cool story and something epic happened. Mm-hmm. And, and then, and I didn't. Die. And then you gave the engine to the bad guy. Yeah, I wanted to shoot him. <laughs> that you wanted to shoot, and Aaron told you not to. No, we're gonna be good people. Uh, <laughs> never and, be good. And then a bounty Daniel hunter started involved. chasing them. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I handed over like his friend. Okay, so let's let's not bring up my sins. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. I mean, that happens. I mean, I I've done yeah. st- dumb stuff. Everyone has. But the best part of it is you always come away from the table having fun stories. Oh, yeah. Whether they're good or bad, where you're like, this was an awesome day, or whether, man, I did the stupidest thing <laughs> in the world. It's still fun. You can still tell those stories, uh-huh. and everyone has fun, especially if you get in a good group that has a good dynamic. And then everyone's feeding off of each other, and everyone's having fun, and yeah. laughing, and playing, and stabbing each other in the back. Creating <laughs> worlds in their minds. Yeah. And yeah. It's fun stuff. So that yeah. is the fun thing that I like about it. And that's kind of where I have the disconnect with MMORPGs because I don't get that. You know, I don't get to create the world. I'm stuck in a set world. Um, yes, there is like some reality. banter going on, but it's still just not quite the same as me wandering off on an adventure and establishing the story based on my actions and the actions of my partners. Yeah, so step it up, Blizzard. Yeah. <laughs> they the new wow. line is freaking awesome. They actually made it soloable, so you don't actually have to have everybody. No, so no, people I, that I, like I, the I've games good, can I've play heard that. Good things about Legion. Legion's awesome, but I like to play with my friends. And, and if of course, you mock my friends it, she will hunt you down and kill you. My shaman will take your ass out. Like, I got it. <laughs> She's a healer, but she'll figure out how to kill you. I level her that way, so she, she can do it. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's a she healer. can stab you in the throat. She will kill you with love. I have a love. dagger. I have a mace and a Wait. shield. All right. She will <laughs> bash your brains in like Braveheart. She will heal you to Or death. heal you. <laughs> Just don't piss me off. Or both. She'll realize You ever been stabbed to death by a mace? Yeah, she was angry. I let people die. They piss me off. I let them die. It's like being stabbed to death by a spoon. What? I'm like in charge. If they screw up, they're going to die. Don't piss me off. I yeah. got control here. You never piss off the person with the band-aid. It's <laughs> <laughs> fair. Because the because the, they uh, can they can sh- no, they can the, show the up the with hydrochloric acid. Right? Yeah. They have bards now, but I don't know how the bards work in WoW. Like they've made so many changes. I'm still trying to catch right, up. Bards thing in WoW. Yeah, it's new. Or so monks. Maybe it's not a bard. They do have monks. It's monks. They have monks. It's monks. I was it's gonna say bards. a bard is kind of a useless Dude, character. My hey, shaman hey, is from in vanilla. In D&D, Pretty they're not because they have magical fun. abilities. But almost everything else you see a bard in, he's just a guy that sings. And then hits you with his... My characters are from vanilla. I have a feeling you haven't played Guild Wars back in the day. Oh, Guild Wars. I did Guild Wars. I hated it. I found all the glitches and had a heyday with those. You guys have fun. Anyway. You need to play. You need to play uh, this with me. Come to the dark side of dangerous. wow. We need one more person to do raids. Do one do more it. person to do raids. <laughs> and we have the tank and the healer, so no. you can pick any character you wanted. I can make a comment, but I'll save it for offline. Anyways, <laughs> we're out of time. We <laughs> gotta go. Tell us your opinions about RPGs, MMORPGs, about wow, shamans killing other people if you piss them off. Uh, Scott, <laughs> no, I let them die. <laughs> 
refusing Roy. to play because yes. I'm worried that if I start, I won't be able to figure stop. out how to yes. stop. Or, or, or just send us emails and let us know how what Scott needs to do to start. I don't know. Anyways, I just need with to that said, open my laptop we're out of here. Playing. It's morphin' time. I am Groot.